All right, welcome to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name's Dusty Slay, and I'm with my lovely wife. Hannah, Miss Hannah Hogan. Miss Hannah Hogan, she's here, and uh, we're going to... We're gonna right. Uh, we're gonna give a little teaser. We're gonna later in this episode. We're gonna talk about the conspiracy of Paul McCartney. Uh, hot, hot, current conspiracy. But we find it interesting, and we'd like to talk about it because Paul McCartney, as we know him, is alive today. But some people think he died in 1966. And they we're do. gonna look into that. We're gonna look into it. We we did our research, and by that we watched a couple of YouTube videos, and we are up on our facts. Uh, one of us believes he's still alive, and one of us believes that he died. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Guess who thinks he's still alive? We will I'll give tell. you a hint. They have really long brown hair. Oh. Uh-oh. Who is it? Uh-oh. We both do. All right. So let's talk about, before we get into that, I'd like to give a shout-out to our weekends. Uh, I was at in Atlanta at the Laughing Skull Festival. And Hannah was in Louisville, Kentucky at the Comedy Caravan, and we'd like to talk about them. First, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Laughing Skull Festival. Oh, I wouldn't mind at all. In fact, it would be my pleasure to hear about your, your time in Atlanta. Great. Well, I did. I performed at five different venues. I performed at Smith's Old Bar, Village Theater, Red Light Cafe, uh, City Winery, and the Laughing Skull Lounge itself. Mm-hmm. And I had great shows. Uh, I think they put together a fantastic festival. Uh, I got to meet a lot of industry people. I got to work with a lot of great comics. I met a lot of people that I really liked from all over the country because these people come from all over. Even if they're living in L.A. and living from New York, they're 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 still from other parts of the country. Very few people are actually L.A. born or New York born, as we know. Uh, but they're great. And some of them are even from other countries. I know you ran into a girl, uh, Steph Tola, very funny girl from, from Canada. Canada. Yes, very you know, funny. From Toronto, and she she uh, had a good appearance in Atlanta. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of the people that I worked with, I don't know that I worked with anyone that I didn't enjoy. I thought they were all great. I was really surprised by all the comedy. I thought everybody was... Uh, it's always surprising when comedy's good. It is, truly. <laughs> I mean, surprisingly, you know, I, you know, overall, I work with a lot of great comics, but I know that there are a lot of gr- uh, comedy scenes out there, uh, and even amongst some great comedy scenes, there's a lot of bad comedy. And the great thing about comedy festivals is that everyone's doing short sets, so you're doing the hits, yeah, and you don't have to endure someone's twenty minutes or let's say twenty minutes in quotation marks because hey, maybe they don't have that much time, but they got a hot ten minutes and they're about to show it off. So everyone's showing their goods, you know. Absolutely, it's like it's like comedy festivals is, is like you on a first date with someone that you're really trying to impress. You know, this is me. I'm fun. Yeah, that's what I think. So you get to see the best of, right? Yes. Are you looking through the the pamphlet? Yeah, I was right just now? looking, but you know what? I was going to highlight some people that I liked, but I felt like that wouldn't be nice to do because then I would just need to read off the entire list of people. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to forget someone, especially when they thought, "Oh man, I, I thought I connected with Dusty," and then you didn't give them a shout right. out. That's but how I, I would be. But I did meet a guy from Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I had worked with him previously on some stuff named Harris Alterman, and we were talking, and I was telling him. I was like, because I have a friend that lives in Denver that I used to do comedy with in Charleston. And I was telling him, I was like, well, I got this friend. He lives out in uh, Denver and he sells RVs. And he goes, are you talking about apples? <laughs> and then we laughed because apples, um, you know, apples live with me in Charleston. And he got married. He sold his house. 
He bought an RV, and he just travels the country in the RV. And right now, he actually is living in his RV uh, while selling RVs. And he's loving his life. And, and uh, his name's Apples. His name's Apples. So With a, with a name like Apples, you got to do something crazy. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You do. But there were a lot of great people. I, got, I entered into a, a joke competition uh, at the Laughing Skull that turn out while I was there. Well, uh, if you'd like to know. I won. What? Yes, I won. You won? I won. You won the... Uh, so was it the kind of thing where everybody wins or just one winner? No, there's just one winner. Mm. Only one person receives the check of money. And I'm, am I understanding this right? You won it. You I were did. The winner. I did. I won it. Oh, my goodness. But it was a hot competition. I mean, people were very funny in this competition. Mm. Which and is the best way to win something. Yeah, you don't want to win if you're... Uh, Surrounded by duds. Right. But it was a great time. I mean, the the whole festival. Which is great for you because you don't always have... Well, you, recently in the last year or so, you've been having some good festivals. Sometimes festivals can be really, really dis, disheartening. Yeah, I mean, the festival, when you're doing well at a festival, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I was doing well. When you're not doing well, it can be a bit of a downer because you traveled far. And, and it's not always just your comedy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like... Sometimes you you don't do well because of circumstances or because of your order in the list or maybe your hot jokes, one of the other 10 comics on the list had a joke like yours. Mm. And it, it, it may not be the same, but it takes some of the steam away from yours. Mm-hmm. And um, but I, you know, that's why talking about trailer parks, there's very few comics out there talking about trailer parks and uh, even less of them that uh, uh you know, have a creative take on it. And I think that I do. It's funny that you should say that. Could I segue into my weekend or do you have more things to say about the laughing school? Um, yeah, you can segue into yours. I just want to finish off by saying, uh, that it was great. I did have a fantastic time and I appreciate what they do in Atlanta. Mm, Okay. Well, yeah, big shout out to Atlanta. I'm a big fan of Atlanta. I often think of Atlanta as my home away from home, away from home, because my home is Canada and my home away from Canada is Nashville, but my home away from Nashville is Atlanta. So I love Atlanta. Love yeah, I got a couple of places. You got a what? You got a couple of places like well, that, Well, there's a Joe Dirt uh, line in the movie where, where they're like, he's like, they're trying to talk to him about his life. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I got a, you know, I got a place out in Malibu, got a lot of friends. And they're like, you're living in a janitor's closet. And he's like, yeah, I got a couple of places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nice to have those cities, though. I like Atlanta for that reason because I've been hanging out. I've been living down here for two years now. And when I go to Atlanta, I know a lot of the comics. It does kind of feel like I'm a little bit a part of their community. I'm like the cousin that drops in every couple months. It's a hot, fun scene. It is a fun scene. They got some good comics, great comics, and uh, they run a lot of good shows. They do. They do. They got all that. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful, especially now around this time. You know, all the all the trees are budding in Atlanta. A lot. The thing that surprised me about Atlanta the first time I went there, a lot of greenery. Yeah. A lot of greenery. And in Nashville today, the sun is shining. Oh, the weather yeah. is perfect. We got our door open. We're just letting the breeze in. Mm-hmm. Of course, we came into a different room, shut all the doors, mm-hmm. and got rid of the fresh breeze. It's crazy what sun does for you, though. Yeah. The sun, I mean, it just gives you that smack of, of D that you need. Cheers me right up. Yeah, everybody needs a little D, am I right? Yeah, I get D twice a day. All right. I like From my walk. From the sun. Yeah, vitamin D. Yeah. I get that I get that vitamin D deep and okay. 
Uh, All right. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hannah was in Louisville this weekend at the Comedy Caravan. Tell us about that. Right. I was segueing into that because uh, one of the comedians I worked with this weekend, actually part of his story is... uh, Growing up in a trailer park, so uh, okay. they're out there, Dusty. They, we got some boys in trailer parks. I'm not critic. I'm not saying I'm the only one. I'm not saying I'm on the cutting edge of comedy. Mm. I'm just saying that I keep it original. Yeah, you definitely do. And uh, anyway, so yeah, I was at the comedy. Ca- I was at the Caravan Comedy. Actually, it's really important to say the name right. Um, because I think I had said it wrong on Instagram, but it's Caravan Comedy in Louisville. Okay, because it used to be the Comedy Caravan, yeah, and then it became the Laughing Derby. So mm. now it's caravan comedy caravan comedy okay yeah different owners different management so the the names changed a bit um but the venue is still in the same spot because there's a lot of different comics that wrote on the walls from like the 1990s you know yeah so um so now i part i became a part of that dynasty this weekend and i i wrote my name on the wall and i did a funny thing i wrote hannah hogan 2050 ah you know because it's just like it's very funny you know how could that how could that be true right because you'd have to be a time traveler. Yeah, and so that's the joke, but it's a simple one, and I appreciate it. And There, um, there is a uh, several time travel conspiracies that I think we should get into at a different time. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, we have so many juicy conspiracy theories to dive right into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a great weekend at the Comedy Caravan. Um, there was a... There was a lesbian brawl fight on Saturday night. Mm. That was probably the highlight for me. Um, I, I as, a, as a straight man, there's nothing more than I love than a lesbian fight. Well, you should have seen this couple, though, because okay. it wasn't sexy. Okay. Um, but um, they did get into a fight in the middle of the headliner set, and they were forcibly removed from the premises. And when they started to fight the managers and the... Physically. Physically started fighting back to the uh, managers and everybody. Uh, Then the police were called. About six different cops came on Saturday night. And then the girls started to fight the cops. So we we ended up concluding, you know, after everything settled down, that they must have been on drugs and and the drink. Because they were, like, who... Like, they weren't big women. They were probably 30, maybe. Right. And, uh, And they just were fighting the cops. So... So, yeah, so that was pretty dramatic and fun. And Chances are they won't be back to the club. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, the, it, the, the issue didn't happen during my set. Maybe they were a big fan of me. I mean, I look for them to be following me on Instagram. Can't confirm that they have. But, yeah, uh, but yeah. so I don't know. That was pretty fun. I mean, because you don't see a lot of, like, fights like that usually. Like, I haven't really seen something like that go down. Yeah. But it's like sometimes, you know, you're just in the right place in the right time. And you get to yeah. watch a, de- a lesbian because at first they were fighting with each other, and then they, and then when they started to get removed, then they bonded together. Then they reunited in their love and fought everybody else. So it was actually kind of beautiful. I, as a feature, you get to see a lot of that stuff, and you get to see the challenges that a headliner faces because a lot of times, you know, the drinks haven't fully hit them during the feature set, yeah. and then by the time the headliner's up there. Now they're fired up. I've seen, I've worked with headliners before where I saw a guy in Richmond come out of the the showroom mad. He went into the bathroom, he punched a giant hole in the wall, and then he uh, stormed out of there, and I gave his wife one of my CDs on their way out. Yeah. I think that's absolutely true. I think that, you know, every person in a comedy show has their own unique set of problems, but definitely the headliners, one of them is, A, you know, having to close the show and be the highlight of it usually, but also that they have to deal with the, the drunkest part of the show. Mm-hmm. 
And that's hard. Drunk people suck. And drunk women suck. And what's more of a woman than a lesbian? Yes. I mean, honestly. So Full drunk on. drunk woman lesbians, two, yeah. two of them. Yeah. So so that was, that was fantastic for me. It was a lot of fun. Caused a lot of drama at the club. So, you know, it kind of united all of us and the staff. Uh, yeah, they need to get on a softball team and get some of that aggression out. Mm, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. We all need sports. <laughs> what I'm telling you in that and saying that is that as a kid growing up in Alabama, people would think that I wouldn't know a lot about, you know, gay people growing up in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, my mom played softball. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the women that played softball would have short hair and would, would, you know, and would look a little tougher. You know what I mean? And I would say to my mom, why do those women look like that? And she would say, that's because they like other women. And I said, okay. So did you understand that concept of, of like, oh, yeah. they like other women? Oh, yeah. I had Cinemax, so I totally got it. You oh, know what okay. I mean? I was like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> I started attending the softball games a bit more after that. You, you trying to see how they interact? Yeah, I wanted to see what was going on. Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, especially, like, when we were kids growing up, gay wasn't mainstream yet. It was this sort of other thing that, you know, kids yeah. kind of use bad words on the in the schoolyard but it but it generally speaking it was sort of like if you saw a gay person it was like what it was like a it's like a deer like yeah. you wanted to look at it you know one of my mom's best friend was a lesbian lady mm. named diane yeah yeah i mean that's great and diane was a tough woman is she yeah. was she she yeah. was i haven't seen her in years yeah she was a tough woman i mean you gotta be if you're a lesbian in the 90s in alabama yeah totally i mean that's a that's a that's a courageous woman. It is. That's a super gay woman. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people are confused about their sexuality and they're like, well, I'll just sit on the fence until it kind of just figures it out. I mean, that's got to be the kind of woman that's like, no, I don't. Th- some Those kind of women probably just really don't like men and they're like, I guess I'm into girls because yeah. like, I don't like men. That could be true. That could be true. So, and then this weekend, uh, me and you, uh, well, tomorrow night I have a show Thursday night. Uh, I'll be at, um, the war Memorial auditorium in downtown Nashville, uh, doing a show with some country singers, uh, Joe Denham and several others. Uh, it's going to be a great show. So if you haven't gotten tickets, go check that out. Uh, war Memorial auditorium. Go check out Dusty Slay. This, this dude's blowing it up. Yeah, it's going to be a hot He's a show. real gem in the Nashville comedy community, in the American comedy community. So yeah. check him out while he's in your local listings. Yeah. And uh, and then Friday and Saturday, me and Hannah are going to go to Lowell, Arkansas, or Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm not exactly sure. It's a lot of small towns right together, so I'm not exactly sure where the club is. But it's called The Grove. It's either in Bentonville or Lowell, Arkansas. And uh, we've been there before. But this is a new venue. They built a new place. The comedy was going so well that they built a new place. And Bill, who runs it, was very nice to us. He fed us steaks while we were there, gave us steaks to take home, Mm. and we enjoyed them. And so we're looking forward to going back. And uh, so that's where we'll be this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, I don't know the dates because I don't – oh, it'll be the 3rd and the 4th, May 3rd and 4th. No, it'll be 4th and 5th. Today's Wednesday. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Fourth yeah. and fifth. May fourth, May fifth will be in Lowell, Arkansas at the Grove. Yeah. All right, so All right, let's let's dig into let's dig into the real issues here. Let's dig into the real issues. Now, what we had we had a couple of people have commented that they enjoyed our conspiracy stuff. So we didn't really want to jump right into the heaviest, deepest, darkest conspiracies. We know all of them. we got to wade our fans in the water of so, the conspiracies. So we're going to come on out just slowly. I mean, because I, 
personally love conspiracies. Now, the problem with conspiracies are I think that if you tell someone a conspiracy, they automatically think that you believe it. Like you can't talk about it. You can't like there's certain ones that if you talk to them about it enrages them. But it's like I enjoy talking about this and I think it's fun. Do I know that Paul McCartney died in 1966? I sure don't. But is it fun to believe that maybe he did and they replaced him with another person just to keep the Beatles going? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. And if nonetheless, watching YouTube videos that people have taken hours out of their life to construct, to basically build a thesis, an argument as to why, in this case, Paul McCartney died in 1966 and we've been lied to ever since is entertaining and fascinating. And also entertaining and fascinating to think that they found a guy who looks so much like Paul McCartney and turned out to be a great musician that could continue and not only continue, but begin to lead the band. All right, so let's unpack it then. All right, so, so this, here's the theory. Let's let's shorten up the theory. And we're going to be vague on some details because we didn't memorize yeah. the conspiracy theory. Just treat this like you're watching a shitty YouTube video, you know, because that's where most of their information is unanswered. They got some holes in their theories, but we got we got the basic facts for you for the Paul McCarthy dead conspiracy theory. So what I understand is that they were at a recording studio all of the Beatles in Paul, 1966. In 1966, Paul was a little drunk. He got in his car, he was mad, they had had an argument and he stormed out of there. And then he rode away in his car, and he ran a red light and had a car crash and was killed. And the the uh, M, what is it? The uh, the, the the British intelligence M one five. Yeah. Uh, M I five. Yeah, M one five. M I five. I think. Yeah. Anyway, they came together and thought, hey. You know, it was a black op. Yeah, we've got a big band here. It's going to make England look great. We're going to make a ton of money. Let's just keep this on the low and let's find a replacement. So Paul McCartney was was gone for a bit. He disappeared for a bit, and they held a lookalike contest, and they found the guy that looked like Paul McCartney, and they brought him in. And his name was William Shears Campbell. He's a Canadian. A Canadian, and the and I don't know where they did they say that he was Canadian. They did. Okay. And because uh, sometimes I think that you just claim people Canadian just because you maybe like I do. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's part of my conspiracy. But from what I understand, the very next album after Paul had died was Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And at the beginning of that, this this album is kind of themed around a singer named Billy Shears, which would be William Shears. Right. So at the, that first song, they say. And, you know, Billy Shears. And then, what would you do if I sang? That song came on. Um, and so on the cover of that album, it looks a bit like a funeral. And then you can see the words in there, Here Lies Paul. And then throughout the rest of the albums, there's different codings. And then and it says, you know, like... Um, uh, and it says on one, on the Revolver uh, CD... Uh, the album, Paul is looking away as to say he's not really there. Abbey Road, they say Paul is shoeless, uh, which meaning, you know, he's dead. Like, because um, John Lennon is first and he's all in white. They say that represents Jesus. The next guy is all in black. They say that represents uh, Ringo. That represents a preacher. Then Paul and then uh, George Harrison is in all denim representing the gravedigger. 
So it'll be the full process. Strawberry Field, they say, if you play it backwards, it says, I buried Paul. A day in the life, it says, he blew his mind out in the car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed, meaning he ran a red light, and then he had a car wreck and died. Uh, There's a song called Hello, Goodbye, and it says, you say goodbye, I say hello, which is a message from the old Paul to the new Paul, being like, you're out, I'm in. There's another song called Don't Pass Me By off the White Album. The first CD of the White Album is my favorite. Don't Pass Me By, it says, you were in a car crash and you lost your hair, right? Uh, I'm Looking Through You is another song. It says, you look different. You don't look different, but you have changed. You're not the same. In the song Yesterday, it says, I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me, right? So where does all this come from, right? Well, Ringo Starr. A Beatle. A Beatle. Yeah. Well, Ringo Starr at some point evidently wrote on his Facebook page that indeed Paul had died. I think he either wrote it in a book or he said it on a TV appearance, neither of which did we research or find. (laughs) Right. But in this particular gentleman's YouTube uh, evidence... He said that Ringo Starr confirmed that Paul had died. Right, because a lot of people believe that the reason John Lennon left the band was because John Lennon could never get along with William Shears. With the new Paul. The new Paul. He never could get along with him. Well, the weight of the lies must have been really weighing on the guys, too. Yeah. Because they had to keep up the lies. And John Lennon was kind of the leader of the band up until the new Paul came in, and then he took over. And the whole band changed. The whole band changed their sound, and they changed their look. They went from being the clean-cut boys to the long-haired, bearded men, which could be part of that cover-up to cover up Paul's change. Yeah. Because they look very similar. When you see pictures of old Paul, new Paul, they look very similar. The thing for me is the earlobe, right? Because you have an attached earlobe or you have a dangly earlobe. Those are the two types of earlobes, attached or dangly. Take a look at yours in the mirror. Is it dangly or is it attached? Because it won't change over time. You don't go from a dangly earlobe to an attached earlobe or vice versa. The old Paul had an attached earlobe. The new Paul, dangly. Dangly. That thing's dangling. I mean, that's all the proof I need. Yeah. I mean, that thing is dangling. Um, (laughs) I mean, I like what you're saying about this ear. But to me, that is the only thing about old Paul and new Paul that could be argued to be different about his appearance because he really does look like the exact same dude. And you had brought to the attention that even their teeth look the same. But British people are are not known for having, you know, straight teeth. I mean, that's just not a thing. I'm not... Canadians are, though. I'm not here to say... Oh, that's true. I'm not here to say that... You know, all British people have bad teeth. I would never say such a thing. But, you know, we we know that they're not necessarily known for their for their teeth. Well, let's 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 look at at what evidence is compelling to the veracity of the idea that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and everything has been a vast cover up to keep the Beatles brand alive. What I think is compelling is that let's say Paul McCartney did die in 1966 and they decided we need to keep this dude alive. Then the next album that they came out with was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, whatever it is. Right. And that whole album 
was a really vast departure from their previous body of work. Like it, it's like they started to play with more concepts and they, and, and this concept was specifically the concept of being a different band. Right. And they started to do a lot of drugs, which, you know, self-medicating for the lies. Yeah. And they went to India, I think, and they were doing a bunch of drugs and actually Ringo, uh, was like, I'm not into this. And he left the other three stayed behind and Ringo got out of there. And so they think that John Lennon left the band because he didn't get along with the new Paul and that they were they believe that John Lennon was about to reveal that Paul was dead and that's why he was assassinated. Mm. Now Mark James Chapman. Yeah. You need to, you think he was on in on the conspiracy? He's the guy that murdered John Lennon. Well, you know I had heard that the reason Mark I think I'm saying his name right, Mark James Chapman. I, I heard. No I heard it was because he he had read The Catcher in the Rye, and he thought that everybody was phonies, and he thought John Lennon was a phony, and then that's why he shot John Lennon. Well, there's always every time there's a murder or killing of something like that, it's always because someone's crazy, right? I don't think this Mark James Chapman guy or whatever was in on the conspiracy, but I think that he could be used. Mm-hmm. He could be used in it. I mean, psyops. I mean, that's everything. You know, that's right. mind control. That's yeah, I mean, drug-induced mind control. Yeah, and I mean, not to get into other conspiracies, but, you know, JFK, for instance, they a lot of people believe that there were, you know, different shooters and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, very well possible that this could be that kind of thing. Because I would say that, you know, the Beatles were as high of a profile as a president, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. They weren't leading a country, but they were leading the hearts, minds, and souls of a lot of Okay, so Beatles the other fans. the other thing I would say is compelling about the theory of them uh, trying to hide Paul McCartney's death is this is 1966. This is height of Beatlemania. These guys are the biggest rock stars in the world, and they must have had record deals coming down the pipe, uh, concert dates. There's so many people, investors, invested in the Beatles existing as an entity and paul i mean you know everyone's got their favorite beetle but paul was like the was like the justin timberlake of the beatles he was the cute one he was the favorite one i mean you lose paul that's right. a real travesty right. that's bad for the brand you don't continue in sync without justin timberlake right i mean lance bass is not going to keep it going right. jc is not joey fatone going. now brings out steve harvey on family feud yeah you know what i mean not paul mccartney Mm-mm. it would be weird if it was like this is paul mccartney and welcome to family feud mm-hmm. like that would be weird but joey fatone does it because mm-hmm. people aren't that interested in him right he should really be saying this is william james <laughs> right. right billy shears billy Ready. shears billy is what's his name billy shears why did i say william the William is is long form for Billy. Oh, okay. Billy is the nickname of a William. Fascinating. Because there's no Billiams. <clears throat> but do you think some people are just named Bill though? Potentially. So Bill comes from William. Yeah. Hmm. Like Dick comes from Richard. Right. Knew that one. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Where's Dusty come from? Dustin. Mm. <laughs> All right. That was fun. Yeah, so... All right, uh, but, so then... But, okay, so then have we covered everything that's compelling about the Paul McCartney is dead and this has been a vast conspiracy? I think we have. Because let's also remember that we didn't... YouTube, you know, since it came around in, what, 2005 or 2006, didn't just create this Paul McCartney theory that he died in 1966. This was a thing that occurred in the 60s. Right. Where people were saying, like, if you rewind these records, it says Paul's dead. And there was a lot of people that, like, weirdly right. thought Paul was dead. So in that aspect, 
they could have just done this conspiracy to sell records because you couldn't just download these things. You couldn't go to YouTube and listen to these songs. You needed to buy the record to physically spin it backwards so you could hear the hidden messages. You needed to buy the album so you could analyze the cover. So I'm sure it sold tons and tons of records, this conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But contrast to that, if they were already the biggest band... Why do they need to do that? Yeah, and they're good at what they did. Their right. albums stood for themselves. And I will say, now I don't want to insult any Paul McCartney fans because I do enjoy him, but I don't think he's known as this great prolific vocalist, right? I mean, he sings well, but he's no Freddie Mercury. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, I don't feel like it would be tough to find someone that could could sing decently well. Well, yeah, but I think the whole thing with the Beatles was their chemistry and their songwriting together that they right. created these like undeniably great pop songs. Right. But or they, just songs in general. But they really dove into the drugs after this. So. Right, but they kept reinventing rock and roll and it was always good music. Yeah. I heard a country DJ that I really liked. He said that the Beatles were the best country band of all time. Oh, what's that all about? I don't, get I don't know. I just think, it, you know, it's the quartet. They all play instruments. So it's not like a boy band where they're just singing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they're they're a country band for England, basically. They don't yeah. have southern accents, obviously. But Okay, so have we have we covered the information of, of why it might be true? Is there any other evidence do you feel like suggests, like, that is a little shady? Like, what's happened with Paul McCartney? Like, he's still oh, alive. Oh, this was the last thing. I think it was that William Shears was an actual person. William Shears Campbell was an actual person. And there is no record of his life after 1966. It's almost like they took this guy off the street and he was. they were like, listen, it's like men in black. They're like, listen, you can be Paul McCartney. We want you to be Paul McCartney. But if you become Paul McCartney, you can no longer be William Shears. Yeah. So, and this guy was like, well, I could keep uh, being a farmer or I could be the biggest star in the world. I'll take it. Right. And I wonder now, I have no proof to this point, but you said after Paul died, they they did a Paul lookalike contest, which to me sounds a little suspicious. But I would gather, I would guess would speculate that they didn't really need to do a Paul lookalike contest. There was probably already a ton of Beatle cover bands totally at that point, and there'd probably already been Beatles lookalike contests. Mm-hmm. So they almost just had to do a little research to find out who these winners were and then zero in on the best guy. Right, and Paul McCartney, I don't feel like, has a super unique look. Like, it would be hard to find a new Steven Tyler yeah. just based on look. Yeah, But Paul McCartney just looks like a British man. Like, I feel like that uh, clean-shaven, I could look similar to Paul McCartney. I mean, because I am from England. Well, that's the craziest thing I've heard on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to get people to believe the things we're saying here. You're coming out saying crazy shit like, I'm Paul McCartney. I am William Shears. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, my family is... You're saying a haircut does a lot. The sleighs are from England. That's what I'm saying. My family heritage comes from England. And uh, so we have British-looking traits, I think. 
Well, I don't know if you want to segue off. I, I don't. I, we should stay on this. I, I just also thought it would be a nice opportunity to share a little bit about your sleigh background because your family's been kicking it in America for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, based on some research that's already been done. Let's do a quick segue into Dusty's yeah, family tree. Based on some research that's already been done, uh, there is a like a sleigh family dot something now. I can't remember exactly. It's not a dot com, maybe a dot org. But they have researched our history. In my lineage, it says that people came over. Uh, the sleighs came over. A father and a son sleigh came over from England uh, in the early 1700s, maybe even the late 1600s, before America was even a country. That's right. And we came into Massachusetts, and we worked our way down to South Carolina, then into Georgia, and we've been in Alabama for well over 200 years. And to me, that's real. I love history, so I find that fascinating. And I do think it's pretty impressive because we do know that there's not a lot of sleighs in there America. I mean, if you look up Hogan, which is like my last name, which is a, your last name, not even like it. It, it is. is. It's my last name, and there's a ton of Hogans all over the place. Didn't get her to change it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now, but if you look at sleighs, there's a little bit over a hundred sleighs in the whole country. Well, I don't know if that's true, but there's not a lot of them. Yeah. That may be a low number. And, but. and the remarkable thing about keeping the sleigh name alive, too, is that your family, since they've been here before the Revolutionary War, and then they moved down to the South, and they survived the Revolutionary War, they survived um, most, the Civil War. Mostly all farmers. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole sleigh family, sleigh brothers in Mississippi that were, you know, like in the Civil War and whatnot. Yeah. But I never see sleighs on any war memorial. I never see them. So either they... draft dodgers. Could be. Could be. <laughs> my dad, my dad actually was drafted for Vietnam, but failed the physical. And my dad is very, was very athletic. He... He was a basketball player in high school, very athletic, very healthy his whole life. And uh, he had had rheumatic fever when he was a young kid, and he had a heart murmur, and he thinks that's why he failed. But he didn't have to go to Vietnam. And his dad, my grandfather was born in 1900, so he was, I think it was too old for World War One, too young for World War Two, something to that effect. He would have been too young for World War One. And then two old. Actually, I don't know. He would have been about seventeen. If he was born nineteen hundred, be seventeen years old. So I, I, he'd have to be, I guess, too young. Too young for World War One. Too old for World War Two. Yeah. So he never went to any war. I did have an uncle that went to the Korean War, I believe. Mm. America goes to a lot of wars. Yeah, but somehow you guys segue yourself out of that. Yeah, my, I'm told my uncle, one of my uncles uh, that went to the Korean War, was pretty overweight uh, when he passed, and he was also a chiropractor, so he was. You know, he was successful, but he said that he he got back from the war and he was like, I almost starved to death while I was there, and I'll never let that happen again. Well, you escaped a war yourself. I did. I did. Your I, war story is actually pretty remarkable. Well, I joined the Army when I was 19. This was uh, mid-2001, and I got arrested for alcohol and for some other things that weren't mine, and... Uh, I got arrested, and my court date came after my ship-off date, so I didn't go to the Army, and I would have been in boot camp when 9-11 happened. I would have been watching that as I was in boot camp. That's crazy. And then I think I think that I was going to be three years active duty and maybe five to ten years inactive duty, which means they call you back if they need you, if I understand that correctly. So, you know, potentially— 
you know, I could have just gotten out and uh, I would be a different person. Who knows? Maybe a better person. I'm not saying, but uh, I'm happy that I got arrested. It's crazy that getting arrested really saved your life from yeah. going to war. Yeah, I'd like to thank that policeman if I get a chance. Yeah. Maybe he's listening. And that guy that brought drugs in your car. And the guy that brought drugs in my car. Yeah, he is also still my friend. I was mad at him for a while, but I saw him recently and I was like, hey, I appreciate you getting me arrested. Yeah. And I mean that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I got him arrested too. Maybe I mean, that's was... just the fortune of the slaves. Maybe like all the slaves down through your lineage has, has had that kind of weird fortune to escape yeah. war. Yeah, we just yeah we just keep escaping it. Mm-hmm. We're not fighters. We're funny people. Mm-hmm. We're funny people. We're farmers, mm-hmm. not fighters. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of f's we are, a couple of f's we aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's one thing you like, is a good stage to tell jokes and a backyard to lay in the dirt. Yeah, I love to lay in the dirt. We're not laying it, but you playing it. Yeah, I like to get sun. I like to I like to work in the yard. You do. It's a it's a it's important for me to be able to get my hands in some dirt. Yeah, it helps me uh, helps me you know balance my life. Yeah, I like to meditate. You like to rummage around. Yeah, that's why we've moved to an apartment complex, and I like the apartment a lot. And I don't mind the complex, but I don't necessarily like apartment complex living anymore. Mm. You know, I need a yard. The house we were living in, we were living in a house. We've talked about this before with the rats, but we had a big house, and we lived with several other people, and we had a backyard and a screened-in porch. That was really the life. We were really living it. We're going to be okay. We're going to find somewhere good, but let's let's – trail back to paul mccartney theory okay so we've we've stated our points of hey why paul mccartney might be dead you know um and now where do we land on it where where are we at do we do you think paul mccartney is dead do you i think he died you do think he died in 1966 it was a vast conspiracy theory we got the earlobes okay dangly and uncut Mm mm-hmm We've got um, the evidence of the next album that they put out, which right, was about it being a new band. Everybody wants to blame Yoko for breaking up the Beatles, and I don't think it was Yoko. I think if it was Yoko, it's Yoko telling John, like, you can't keep living this lie. Yeah. And I think that, that uh, you know. Yeah. I, th- I think it happened. Now, does it matter? Nah, but I think it happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it does matter. It matters because if they lied to you about Paul McCartney, what else are they lying to us about? Oh, they're lying about a lot of stuff. You know, why did Jerry Spice leave the Spice Girls? You know, maybe we never got to the bottom of that either. I don't know who Jerry Spice is. Ginger. 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 Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But her name is, I think her name's like Jerry. She was in Playboy, I'm pretty sure. Ginger Spice was. Probably after the Spice Girls, I'm assuming. Yeah. Or maybe during. Maybe that's why she left. I always, they always had that song, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Mm -hmm. And I was a little, always a little confused about that. Yeah. It kind of sounds like they're offering some sort of threesome. Right. Because what guy wouldn't go for that? They're like, listen, I'll date you, but you have to sleep with my friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, is this a joke? Yeah. I mean, it definitely listening back to them, you sort of think, oh, that's very provocative lyrics for... You know, an anthem that mostly like ten year old girls were into. Mm-hmm. That was I love the Spice Girls. I love that song. That was their first hit. But I think behind that message is something I think is true today. It is really important that when I would date a guy, that he would be able to mix and mingle with my friends. Because if he was awkward around my group of friends, I'd be like, I can't bring him around. Yeah. You know, who cares if me and him can watch Netflix together? Well, if he can't 
and get with my friends. Yeah, if he doesn't want to hang out with my friends, then he's not. And you and and I and in the same line, I think you can tell if a guy really likes a girl if he's excited to meet the people in her life, if he wants to meet her friends and hang out with her friends. Because if it's if her friends are important to her, then her friends should be important to him. It would be fun if a, a guy came out with a song around that same time that was like, "If you want to be my lover, you got to get rid of your friends." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny, Dusty. But you know, we had talked about rats on a previous episode. I'd like to talk about them again a little bit. My uh, one point: I owned a bunch of mice, right? And my sister. And I, I say that because I don't want to make my sister look bad, right? I owned mice first, right? And then I was raising them for – I wasn't raising them on purpose. They just kept breeding with each other. I had two. I thought they were real sweet. I loved them. I played with them a lot. They were store-bought mice. I didn't catch them. And my sister started buying rats, real big rats, and they were breeding them to sell to people that owned snakes for food. Which I can't imagine that's very profitable. Is this all happening in your trailer? Uh, it was at her trailer. Okay. My trailer, I had my own mice. She had her rats in her Oh, that's, that just sounds disgusting. It was disgusting. They had so many cages because they were uh, raising them to sell to people with snakes. And eventually we all got rid of our rat and mice ways. But yeah, I had pet mice for a long time. My How friend- many people had snakes that you, that you could have a whole industry of selling Rats. Well, I'm thinking it was a bad business venture. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. Thankfully, she's out of that. I'm out of that. I mean, I've had hamsters and mice, and I've had frogs and turtles. I've had all kind of pets. You know, I I raised a, a, a tadpole to life into a frog, and he was my pet for a while. Did you give him away free? Did you let him? No, he died. He died. Yeah, he died. So you kept him into captivity. Yeah, most of my pets died. So what'd you do with the two mice then? Oh, they turned into about 30. So they were all with each other. Yeah, and I let them go in the woods. That's mm-hmm. what I did. A lot of people were, they they acted like that was bad. Like, oh, you know, those mice are just going to die. And it's like, well, what else am I going to do with them? You know what I mean? I feel like mice spend their entire lives trying to escape the cage. So, So I gave them freedom up until their death eventual death i'm sure by a hawk or an eagle or a snake but they got freedom for a while who knows i'm sure one made it maybe yeah maybe he's living out there yeah survival of the fittest yeah you know if they can't cut it they can't cut it exactly but you don't want to live your whole life in a in in a cage you got to see what you're worth yeah let them run Mm -hmm. let them run free yeah and uh yeah so i think that's you know that's what that's what we wanted to cover right we we felt like we covered that and uh, we appreciate the people that have been tuning in. I mean, we have, um, you know, we, we, we're going to keep this going and, and we enjoy this. We enjoy talking with each other. This is only our second time recording this podcast. So we, uh, <laughs> oh, this podcast specifically. Yeah. Last week it took us three times. Yeah. This time it's, this is only the second time and we only, we're re-recording this one just because we, um, are in better moods today. We were wore out. We had big weekends. I went to uh, Georgetown University or Georgetown College in Kentucky last week. Had a great time, and then I went to Tuscaloosa. Had a great time down there. Uh, that show actually didn't happen, but I got paid and I uh, had a good time. And uh, and I also do a podcast called My Mom Is Dead podcast, which I'd love y'all to check out. But it is a podcast about losing loved ones, and so I've recorded a couple of those this week. And sometimes me recording that podcast. 
um, can just have a certain effect on my sensibilities because I'm, it's a serious podcast. Talking about death. Yeah. We're talking about death and it gets sad. It can get sad. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes it's hard for me to turn on and off that switch. And I, I blame myself. I blame myself. And I also have just released a new video on YouTube. Uh, my series, Top 5 Country Songs. I have one that's uh, Top 5 Country Songs about killing people, uh, which is just country songs that are about death. By and request of your wife. By request of my wife. And it's a fun one. It's one of my – like I had a couple there for a bit that people weren't really tuning into, but people are tuning into this one. And if you are watching those – they're going to get better. I've gotten better sound now. I've got a better idea of where I want to go with these videos. They're going to get better every time. So keep tuning in. They're only about five minutes long. And if you like country music, you'll love these videos. Mm-hmm. And if you have any uh, conspiracy theories that we should know about, let us know. Yeah. If you have one that you want us to talk about, let us know. We have, we're have we on Facebook. I'm at Dusty Slay, Dusty Slay Comedy. Hannah's at uh, Miss Hannah Hogan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You have a couple of Facebooks, Miss Hannah too. Hogan Comedy. Is and then we're at um, our, our, our websites, DustySlay.com, HannahHoganComedy.com. Uh, social media, uh, Instagram, and Twitter is at Dusty Slay. And no conspiracy theory is too weird. I mean, let me tell you, Dusty has reached the bottom of YouTube. So, I mean, we've, 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 we know all the theories. I've, so nothing is foreign to us. But maybe you think it is. Yeah, let us know. I have a lot that I'd like to talk about, but I'm afraid people will think I'm a lunatic, even for bringing them up. Because I don't believe them all. Some I do. I don't believe them all. and uh, We're going to wade you in the waters of Yeah, and I just theories. think it's fun to talk about. You know, I mean, I feel like we should be free to just talk and have a good time with things and, and not be like, you're a crazy person. Because, you know, maybe I am. But, uh, but we're open-minded. We're open-minded. We're just having a good time. We're having a great time. And, um, and we... We saw the new Avengers movie. We're about to wrap this up, but we saw the new Avengers movie. We're not going to talk about it at all because I know there are a lot of people that still want to see it, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun movie. Hannah is... Uh... Yeah, so we'd like to give a shout-out to our comedy and then also Marvel. <laughs> they need that shout-out. Marvel movies needs uh, our help. Uh, yeah, but uh, let us know if there's movies that you'd like us to watch and break down or conspiracies that you'd like us to break down. We just want to break down things that people want to listen to. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dusty Slay. I'm Hannah Hogan. And we're having a good time.